0: For planners, crypto for planners. You are now tuned in to crypto for planners. All financial advisors are welcome to crypto for planners. Crypto for planners.
1: Uh Welcome back to the crypto for planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning industry. Uh, I am Just honored to be joined by Adam Bloomberg today as we talk about the Bitcoin for Advisors conference that was hosted uh, just this uh, past week. And um, Adam was uh, one of the guests, and uh, we are going to uh, get his thoughts on the the experience, what it was like, and then also talk about Michael Kietzis as being one of the um, guests there as well. And he's obviously a very well-known advisor um, guru. Many of us have read his blog for for many, many years. And so we'll get into that. So first, Adam, welcome. And uh, tell us about your experience uh, at the conference. All
0: right. Uh, Thanks, Justin. So the the Bitcoin for Advisors conference, this is the second one, the first one we had back in November of last year. uh, And I was fortunate enough and honored enough to be on the board for both of them. So helping to plan them, get guests. Um, And so this was the second one I had the, the opportunity to be involved in. I was on a panel with uh, Isaiah Jackson, um, who, ha- who is a financial advisor, has his own RIA, uh, and is very much a crypto and Bitcoin proponent, and uh, Kristen Mirabella, who's with Gemini, and Matt Hogan from Bitwise. So uh, I was I felt like I was definitely low man on the totem pole <laughs> in that room, um, but it was enjoyable to uh, talk through that. We talked a lot about custody. And what that means in Bitcoin and crypto. And we talked quite a bit uh, about what's happening with, you know, institutional custody. And and really, I think that the title of it or the gist of our little panel was talking about um, what advisors can kind of expect when they jump in, what they need to expect, you know, as as they jump in, how to jump in those kinds of things, because the point of the conference is to kind of educate advisors and tell them what they're in for and tell them why they should or why they shouldn't be getting into crypto in in re- how it relates to their clients, their business, their practice.
1: That's awesome and thank you so much for, for being a part of that and pushing forward the intersection of the crypto community and the financial planning community. Um, we definitely need more collaborative um, events and we, we, we kind of need to be willing to learn from each other. So I guess what, what was your overall takeaway um, now that you've done it in a couple of years? Has there been a change at all in the, the tone? Is there more openness or is it just we're, we're still kind of stuck? We feel sort of concerned still. Like, What would you say has been maybe the uh, any developments or changes that have come about?
0: Well, it's really hard to say because it's not like I got to talk to people. This was actually supposed to be a a live conference. It was it was originally slated to be in New York City this past week. I was supposed to be in New York City this past week. And uh, at the last minute, the the last minute that they could do it, they decided to make it virtual. for gotcha. uh, Somewhat obvious reasons. So it would have been. Better, I think, to be able to judge the reaction and judge where we are if we actually got to see people and talk to people afterwards and hear what their thoughts were and see if people were going to come up to us and, you know, say, you know, spit in our faces and go, (laughs) I can't believe you guys are talking about this. Um, That all being said, if someone's going to sign up for a conference called Bitcoin for Advisors, chances are they're pretty open to it. There's not a lot of skeptics out there that are going to be like, I'm going to sign up for this. I'm going to waste a whole day of my life just so I can bitch at the people who are talking about it because if you think that, that little of it, you're probably not going to spend your time on it. Sure. So it is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that we talk about it and we go, man, look how many advisors showed up and they're all, they all say they're going to allocate to Bitcoin at some point. Well, they wouldn't have showed up and and spent a whole day with us otherwise. Now I, I will also tell you, you know, a few things, I, I guess a little bit from the inside, uh, is that one after last year's conference, um, I heard some advisors come to me and and keep in mind as of last year's conference, we didn't have our certification. We didn't have our course yet. There was no there was really no course around financial around crypto for financial advisors. Um, And remember last year, right like the week before the course is when Bitcoin finally crossed over. Like eleven thousand dollars again, so it was a big time for Bitcoin. It had just barely crossed over. We were not even close to coming out of COVID. There was no vaccine yet. All these other issues, and so here we are sitting at you know th- this week fifty thousand dollars. You know it moved up to fifty thousand dollars Bitcoin from being down to twenty nine just a couple months ago, from sixty four a couple months before that which is crazy considering where we were just a year ago when we had this conference. So last year, there were some concerns that were voiced, you know, to me and, and probably to some others about how the conference was very much a bunch of Bitcoin people talking to Bitcoin people and using Bitcoin and crypto words that no one understood in terms that no one understood. And there was absolutely no education involved in it or very little education. It was more of a bunch of Bitcoin, rah, rah, this is why you should do it. And if you don't do it, you're not very smart. <laughs> right. And, um, it, but, but look, we didn't know what to do. We, we didn't know what direction it was going to go, who was going to show up. We were shocked last year, I think when like 500 advisors signed up for last year's event, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a pretty good number considering Bitcoin and crypto weren't as huge as they, as they are now. Yeah. Right. We're talking about 20% of the, of the price that it is right now. So It was a big deal last year. So when this one came about, um, I, you know, we decided or CoinDesk decided they were doing it. They were good enough to, you know, put me on the team on the board. And I voiced a couple of things to them. One was we need to have more education around it. It can't be Bitcoin people spouting out words that most people don't understand. Some of them technical, some of them economic words that Mm -hmm. most people don't care about. Um, that Bitcoin people tend to talk about in relation to the price of the value or the movement or, or what have you. And um, we needed to have more education. And, you know, I said, look, I think we should make it at least the crypto for advisors conference. I don't think it should be Bitcoin only. I think there's a lot of other stuff out there that advisors are interested in, especially now. They're looking at NFTs and DAOs and they're hearing about people paying millions of dollars for a, a JPEG, <laughs> JPEG and they're wondering why. Yeah and and you had nba top shots early in the year and then you have crypto punks and advisors are getting these questions and i said and and then you talk about DeFi yields and stuff and i said i think we need to have all that in the conference and it was kind of voted like look we we just need to get them on the bitcoin like we, we just we need to take baby steps with advisors let's just get them on the bitcoin and i said that's fine i'll i'll hang around i'll, <laughs> sure. I'll stay around for the the conference and and i i'll Help and be a part of it.
1: I definitely think you're. I, I think
0: the big difference is also keep in mind, like you you mentioned, Michael Kitsis was there. Yeah. So we had more people at this one that are not necessarily 100% uh, crypto people. Um, Max gave a great presentation on on compliance and mm-hmm. regulation, talking about it from an attorney's perspective. And if you follow Max on Max Shats, I think on on Twitter, I might not be saying his name yeah. right, but we'll make sure to um, include
1: a link to his Twitter handle. The, yeah, the please include notes.
0: a link to his Twitter handle because he has very thoughtful things to say. And a lot of them are not are – they're not all good about crypto. He's not sure. necessarily a full-on skeptic. He's more of a – from a regulatory and compliance standpoint, where does it fit? Is it okay for advisors to recommend this? Mm-hmm. Um, at, at what point should advisors be recommending it? Um, and, and look, some of his points are also that there are people all the time talking about how you should buy crypto on, you know, on Twitter – are they giving unlicensed financial advice or if a financial advisor does it, are they giving unlicensed financial advice or can you sue them if that coin goes down because they said it on Twitter. And so he's got some of those concerns. So it's good to have people like that, like Kitsis, that are willing to do this that are, that don't feel like they're putting their neck on the line.
1: Yeah. I think it was extremely helpful uh, to have him uh, show up, Um, you know, just from a personal perspective. I mean, it might, I think I've read the Nerds Eye View blog, you know, weekly for the past decade because it's always been insightful, always been very helpful in, in tackling, you know, just all the things that we're talking about, you know, whether it's compliance, whether it's estate planning or advanced taxation rules, like he he's always been a resource for uh, advisors to learn, uh, you know, and really dig into some of the more detailed things uh, about it. So, I mean, based on what you, you saw from his... Um, his thing, I mean, or his little uh, section of the conference. Um, you know, what, what were your overall thoughts? I mean, I, I felt like he he was he he was he was positive about blockchain technology, about where things are headed. He was also still very sort of um, I don't know if skeptical is the right word, but just very uh, cautious, um, trying to understand you know just all the different um, you know hangups that that advisors have working and operating in this space. How, how would what were some of your top thoughts or takeaways?
0: Yeah, so kind of like you, I I, I read the, the blog more so than that. I listened to his podcast and he did podcasts before anyone else did, in, <laughs> especially in this space. And when I went uh, independent, um, it was listening to his podcast, uh, you know, just in succession over and over. I was walking my dogs that did. <laughs> Help me figure out how I was going to structure my practice. So he's definitely been ahead of the game on a lot of things. Uh, and he's also one that doesn't necessarily get caught up on trends and basically right. says, look, we, we have to pull back sometimes and go, look, we, we can't jump on everything trendy because we're taking people's money into account. We're taking our practices into account. You can't build a practice on trends.
1: Yeah. The one trend and I so did jump in on was the standing desk because of him watching him do his podcast and those things from a standing desk. I got in on that trend.
0: That, that's a good trend and, <laughs> and definitely much more of a, a you know, more physical how I'm going to live my life more so than how I should structure my practice <laughs> or anything. But so much of and, and look, so many of the people that he had on his podcast early Ended up being incredibly successful, yeah. uh, ended up having their own practice or, or you know, or, or leaving their practice to start something even bigger.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so it was it, it's been really great with all that, you know, all that being said, it's great to have him in here. It's great to to hear what his thoughts are uh, on crypto, because we are all I, I assume anyone who attended that. That was the one thing was, what's mm-hmm. Kitsis going to say about it? And if Kitsis had come out and been like, I think every advisor should learn about Bitcoin and crypto and put it in client portfolios, you better believe our course that we do. We, we, we'd have, you know, phones ringing off the hooks. We'd have emails coming in with people going, please, can I get in? Can I get in as fast as, I, as possible? Because Kitsis said it's OK right. to do. Right. Um, he did not say that, which. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have expected that. Uh, I didn't pay him enough to say that.
1: <laughs> well, I th- o-
0: overall, my my thoughts are, you know, somewhat as expected. He's a little bit cautious about it, and it seemed like a lot of his thoughts and and talk around crypto was m- less about crypto as an asset class and more about how advisors are going to be able to handle it and make it part of their practice. Yeah, uh, yeah. things. Like, how are you going to custody it? How are you going to charge for it? How are you going to charge for it? Are you going to have to sell your clients Bitcoin in order to pay you? Are you going to get paid in Bitcoin? Like all of those things that are part of your practice and his question was kind of like, how How are we going to resolve all of this? Yeah. How are you going to make sure that you maintain your fiduciary obligation to clients? What about the volatility? And then what it all came down to was you're going to do all that, you're going to learn all about it, and then you're going to allocate 2% of your client's assets. Is it really worth your time as an advisor? You have a million other things that you could help your clients invest in. Is this where you're going to spend a lot of your time? And he wasn't, I don't think, saying it in a negative way. I think what he was saying it the, the way he was saying it was, I feel like if you're going to allocate your clients, you, this is something you have to learn about probably more than anything else you've ever had to in your career. Yeah. And go yeah. into it knowing full well that even if you learn all about this thing that's very trendy and a lot of people are talking about and is really cool, and he said that blockchain is going to be you know, a, a really big deal, then know full well that you're still probably going to only allocate 2 to 5%, so you're not going to be making a killing on it after you learn about it.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I definitely uh definitely agree with that. And at the same time I, I do think, you know, one of the takeaways I've always gotten from his um insights was this idea of, you know, an advisor is better served diving really deep into a niche and a, a, a make a practice around some very specific, either kinds of people or, you know, whether it's a, I remember, I've always remembered as example, of like a bass pro fisherman, you know, because fishermen would be too vague and the idea of advisors need to dig deep into this, this world that these, you know, your clients are going to have. And so, um, I, I was, I was a little bit more hopeful that he would encourage, Hey, we need a niche of advisors to dive deep into digital assets, because like you're saying, this is not something you're going to, I'm going to just, you know, sort of brush up on my, you know, uh, variable annuity education and kind of give a, you know, a a recommendation to clients. This, this is going to be a very time consuming thing. Um, I I was hoping, or I am still hoping that he starts to encourage advisors to do that because I, I think, And this is really where I, this is where I still don't know. I don't know where he stands on. Does he really think that this is a revolutionary thing or, and like you and you made the point earlier that he may, may be more cautious to learn it now and be more open to it later once more uh, institutional uh, workflows and more advisor workflows have been solved. But I, I would, I would be curious if, if he thinks that, you know, he's, he's got the XY planning network, which is all set up to serve younger clients. And I thought uh Tyrone Ross from, from OnRamp made the point over and over again. There's like sixty million people, mostly predominantly are those millennial, you know, uh clients uh, or potential clients that are already doing this. So I, I that's that's still like an unresolved question in my mind. But um anyways I, I, I
0: well maybe okay so what you're saying is this is someone who definitely has has made it a point on his blog and his podcast that there's uh, there's riches and niches, right? Yep. If, you, if you're going to have some sort of niche, whether it's a particular product, like you said, variable annuity. I'm the variable annuity guy. If anyone needs a variable annuity, you come to me. Please don't. Or... I work with yes. Please don't come to me. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you about it. Um, or you, you know, you work with a particular type of client, a particular age. I, I know when when we had RRIA, we worked primarily with construction companies because mm-hmm. no one else did. Yeah. And we we had you know it was a kind of an easy niche there because they have a lot of money and uh, you know all these mm-hmm. other reasons. A lot of planning so opportunities. Should there, yeah, should there be one for crypto or for DeFi? And I don't know that. Um, I mean, you you and I both know that there probably is that niche there. We know that there are a tremendous number of investors of, you know, mainly probably younger investors that have made a tremendous amount of money in crypto mm-hmm. that, um, you know, have a, a lot of their wealth tied up there. And they would, some of them, several of them would probably like a financial advisor to be able to help them with all the things that a financial planner does, which is you still have expenses, you still have income, you still have to pay for a house and a car and you know save for retirement and all those things. And they want a financial advisor that isn't going to, to make them feel bad about their crypto investment, right. isn't going to make them sell everything to put it into an S&P index fund. And that's what they really want. Mm-hmm. And there's a place for advisors to be that that, that planner for those types of clients, and it's a it's a nationwide thing. You have to you know you have to be prepared to have clients probably all over the country because if you just serve a geographic region, it's going to be a little bit right. harder. Um, and, and I think he'll get around to promoting that. Look, we're we're looking at one dude to be the mouthpiece for everybody who's in the kind of independent RIA space, and it's really hard. We're also looking at one dude who now has a tremendous amount of responsibility heaped on him because of where he's built this himself up to be. Right. And maybe when we start talking about crypto and digital assets and more alternative assets, right? Because he, he's he's speaking about a very, I mean, yes, he, he talks to NY or he has XYPN and it's a younger set, but he's still talking about very traditional assets, very traditional mm-hmm. models that include, you know, now they include a lot of ETFs and and well, you know, money management. But he's gotten into talking about AUA, which is a you know kind of a bigger deal and kind of a next way to look at this, but. To my knowledge, he hadn't talked a lot about investing in art. He yeah. hasn't talked a lot about investing in, you know, classic cars and stuff. And like, I have friends that do that. I have friends that invest in art and I have friends that got together to invest in a, you know, some, you know, $900,000 Ferrari that they sold for 1.3 million or something like, you know, he doesn't talk about that. And there's probably and there are financial advisors that probably not that specialize in people who collect classic cars, but with with clients who have that kind of wealth just like so we're going to look at people potentially people who are big crypto investors or big or crypto founders or whatever people who have a tremendous amount of wealth built up because of crypto as i've said it before that's their business Mm -hmm. so when i work with a business owner and they're worth $20 20 million dollars I don't tell them to go sell their business to go put that in an S&P fund because right. because now we we should diversify no like you can't just go sell your business because that you know that better than anyone else in the world that's how you make your money you're going to keep doing it we're going to make other plans around that right and right. either either he's not there yet or he's not ready to sh- to share that yet and and because Again, he has a tremendous amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. If he says that, you're gonna all of a sudden have a thousand advisors trying to go develop a crypto niche, right. And maybe they shouldn't be doing that just yet.
1: yeah no, that's that's so, that's a good point. and, and may, I, maybe we're not prepared for him to
0: be the mouthpiece to say that. Maybe we're the mouthpiece to say that. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe you're the next kitsis, Justin.
1: I, I'm I'm pretty sure no one is listening to me at all. But that's uh you know, we can we No can one was
0: listening to him at some point either.
1: This is very true. No,
0: I, and I Right. We all we all we had to start. start. He didn't somewhere. just burst on the scene with the blue shirts and say, <laughs> Everyone come listen to me now. He had to build up to it. And so maybe that's what we're doing is we're building up to this because Again, he's got this tremendous responsibility of people who have looked up to him for a long time to say, what direction should I take my business? You're the one on top of the trends. And that's a that's a big responsibility. You can't just be. and, And look, he's also looking at it as, you know, you and I know this a little better, but he's looking at this as investing directly in cryptocurrencies and hoping that they go up and down. That's right. Right. Not as much. As we've gone into the weeds of DeFi and yield generation through liquidity pools and Mm -hmm. staking and all the other things that we're going to be able to do. So when early on in the conversation, he says blockchain is going to be important. And I think the stock markets might be replaced by just a blockchain market because you're going to have instant settlement. Well, that is going to change custody. Well, if you understand the custody of crypto, you're going to understand that level of custody. And once you understand that, you're going to go, oh, well, now there's different lending protocols that I can use because of that custody that I don't have to go to a bank and I don't have to ask anyone's permission. And it's just going to naturally kind of go that way. But those that know it now are going to be that much farther ahead.
1: Yeah. And we, we definitely, um, we invite any advisors listening to this, if they want to learn more about this stuff, we, we invite them to come join the planner DAO. Um There is a group of advisors who are having these conversations, who are working these Problems out and um, trying to implement them in their own practice, um, and, and hopefully these are these are problems that we can solve. And um, I think you know you and I are both very excited about the the potential that a a group of financial advisors working together who who are maybe a little early in, in understanding this but are committed to honoring their fiduciary duties, wanting to truly help their clients, and uh, I think the, you know, you mentioned earlier, I mean, Keatsis is definitely a steward of our profession and I am grateful for his defense of fiduciary standards that our, you know, our profession needs to to have more definitive um, markers in the ground for doing what's best for our clients. He's, he's always pushed that forward. And so, you know, we get in many ways to build on top of that, um, that, that he has already kind of, you know, laid down. And so, um, come come to the planner down join a bunch of other fiduciaries who care about their clients and also want to um, in, integrate digital assets into their financial plan um, any any last minute thoughts again I thought his inclusion was a was a good marker um, for where we're at the fact that you know, again, one of the, one of the guys I've looked up to and respected, you know, for all these years, is now talking about something I'm interested in. Just made me a little too excited, I guess. Uh, but I just, uh, I definitely think it was a positive. Um, I thought his his responses were, you know, were delicate. But uh, like you said, it, it does he, it does show that he treats his responsibilities seriously. And um, you know, I think any other any other last minute thoughts about the the, the Keitzis crypto uh, conference. I think I, I saw something on Twitter, that, you know, it's that we're, we're getting in the alliterations now. That's, that's the stage we're at. right
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, I was glad to be a part of it. I was really glad he was a part of it. Um, I don't know what, you know, anyone really expected from, from Michael Keitzis Uh, you know, he kind of said exactly what I expected was, as you said, very measured responses, very, um, uh, you know, we, we have to dip our toes in very gently, of course, you know, centering on education, which we like to hear quite a bit. And by the way, Michael Keatsis, if you happen to be listening to this, then by all means, come hang out in Plannerdale, come talk to us. Uh, let's do some some education tools together, some education content. We're happy to educate some of those advisors who are interested in, in dipping their toes in so they can fulfill their fiduciary obligation to their clients.
1: Well, again, Adam, we thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, just your willingness to, to push forward the intersection of digital assets and the financial planning space. Thanks for all your work you did with uh, Coindesk and the conference. And um, we invite anyone to come have conversations with Adam on the Planner DAO and um, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Thanks so much for having me on again, Justin, and look forward to more of them.
1: All right, guys, this has been the Crypto for Financial Planners podcast, uh, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends.